So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space 102FM, which is a Common Sea Inspirations production being produced here in our Common Sea studio here in Arda. And this, the 14th of February, it's the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. My name is John Keeley, and help me to produce this program this morning, Shane Ambrose. Good morning to you, Shane. Good morning, John. How are we keeping? Good, thank you very much indeed. Did you have anything to do with processing any Valentine cards or flowers? No, 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 no. no, no. It's an interesting one, yes. Valentine's Day, of course, falls on the 14th of February, but for those of us following the liturgical calendar, (laughs) Sunday takes precedence. (laughs) Very good, I shall. I'm going to tell that to my wife, Anne, and I'm sure... Bachelor. <laughs> I don't think I'll get away with that if I say that. Very good. I like it. Anyway, for those of you who are joining us um, each morning, thank you very much, Steve, for joining us. Those of you, especially those of you who are listening, maybe on their own somewhere, uh, maybe lonely and struggling as usual these days. Maybe you're sick and, and you want something to cheer you up. Hopefully, we're going to bring you something this morning. Well, we know we're going to bring you something this morning that will cheer you up. Um, this program, of course, Sacred Space 102 FM, is broadcast on Sac- uh, Limbic, uh, West Limbic 102 local radio at 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. each Sunday. And, of course, the 10 a.m. session is taken up, uh, half of it by our transmission of Mass from Abbey Field Church, and we thank indeed Father, Father Mullins and the parishioners of Abbey Field Parish for allowing us to join them for that Mass. And, and that's followed by some bit of a reflection or maybe part of this particular program that we're recording this morning. But all of our podcasts, all of our previous podcasts, can be accessed and heard through uh, some of our platforms, which we have at the moment. Um, come and see inspirations.buzzspread.com is the main one, the current one. Just Google Come and See Inspirations and you'll find us there. Uh, you can also access through our blog, sacredspace102.blogspot.com, and that's where you can get all the archived material going back to 2009. And we've introduced, or I'm trying to introduce anyway, another access, which is through a Facebook connection, which is if you Google Common Scenes, or if you Facebook or look on Facebook for Common Scene Inspirations, what we're hoping to do there is every now and again, just bring back some of the old programs that we would have done over the years. And this particular week, we posted up something that's probably a good memory for a lot of people goes back to actually a program um 2013 in november 2013 for for michael liston joined us with her own lorraine buckley who is now sister mary dominic isn't that right shane Marie Dominic, yeah. And uh, father father michael shared with us uh, on that particular program all about um his experience of Lourdes and when he first got interested and so on and so forth. It, it's a it's a good program to listen back to and a good podcast to listen back to. So that's that was back in 2013. That just gives you an example. And we're going to try and keep on doing that just to give people a flavour of what we would have done over the years. <clears throat> if you want to contact us at all, you can do, and that's by texting 87 or you can email us, and that's on commonseainspirations at gmail.com. Now, this part of the program, Shane, you might share some signs for the week with us, please. So, as you said, John, today 
Today is the uh, 14th of February, which is the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. And it is the last Sunday in Ordinary Time for quite a period of time, because, of course, Wednesday this week is Ash Wednesday and the beginning of the Lenten season. So Monday, the 15th of February, is the feast day of St. Claude de la Colombière. Now, just gentlemen, we had come across him a couple of times over the years because he was the spiritual director of Mary, Margaret Mary of Alacoque, who was the the... the the, the seer of the Sacred Heart. He is a Jesuit, uh, joined the Jesuits in 1659, a Frenchman of French nobility, uh, chaplain to the Duchess of York. He converted many Protestants while he was in England, but gen- he got tied up in what was called the, the Titus Oates plot, which was one of those outbreaks of anti-Catholicism in, in England at the time. He was, uh, he was reassigned and banished from England, uh, but his health had been ruined because he'd been in hospital. He returned to Paris de la Monnier, where he died, and he died in 1682. And he is regarded as a dry martyr because he suffered for every abuse for the faith except death. So that's Saint-Claude de la Colombière. Then on the 16th of February, we have the feast day of Saint Onsonimus of Ephesus. He was a bishop, a priest of Ephesus, supported St. Ignatius of Antioch, and that's pretty much all we know about him. So he's one of those early Christian saints. Of course, Wednesday this week is Ash Wednesday, and it is by tradition, and it is a day of fast and abstinence in the Catholic tradition. It is not a holy day of obligation. Now, just obviously to remind people, the holy days of obligation are currently lifted because of the public health situation with the COVID pandemic, but also just to reassure people, Ash in and of itself is not a holy day of obligation. It's a day of fast and abstinence, so you are encouraged to to just have your main meal in two collations if you can. Now, obviously, of course, one of the traditions around Ash Wednesday is the imposition of ashes on people. Um, not a very, not something that is absolutely required and given the current health um, requirements may not be the easiest thing for people to avail of. But just to point out, um, so as people would have heard on the program last Sunday, Abby Feel, uh, what they're doing is uh, today, this Sunday, they are distributing ashes and with the troker boxes. And Father Tony Mullins is going to bless those during Mass being broadcast on the webcam on Wednesday morning from Abbey Field. If you are from Newcastle West, John, what arrangements are they making for Ash Wednesday? No, I should say, from Newcastle West, my information is, and speaking with Father Frank early on, is that on Ash Wednesday from 12 noon on, there will be ashes, blessed ashes, uh, ashes available at the back of the church together with um, a trucker box so you can collect those 12 p.m ash wednesday newcastle west on a table at the back of the church Okay. Uh, my own parish down down the west, down in Shanna Golden, uh, the best thing I could say to people is check the local, local notices in the Observer. Uh, blessed ashes will be distributed on Ash Wednesday in various churches throughout the parish. Uh, the times will vary from church to church. It's generally 10 to 11 and 1 to 2 in Shanna Golden Foynes, 10 to 11 in Robertstown and 4 to 5 p.m. As well as your ashes, you can also collect your troker brocks and a Linton prayer card. Most churches that are distributing, are doing making some sort of arrangements for the distribution of trocra boxes and for the distribution of ashes however they're going to do it they're also asking parishioners please please to drop off your regular weekly weekly envelopes parishes a lot of parishes they're finalizing their parish accounts at the moment for 2020 you're looking 
drops in parish income ranging from 35 to 70 percent so but the lights still have to the bills still have to be paid the insurance still has to be paid the heating still has to be maintained so we're ask, they're asking people to please please contribute as best they can the other advice that we're given to parish to people listening throughout west limerick is please check your week the weekly observer for this week a lot of parishes will have included notes in the notes obviously if your parish has a local facebook site a website check it and please just um re- you know particularly for older people that might not have access and then also at the same time just to say to people please please respect the 5k restriction going for your ashes is not i'm afraid regarded as essential so you still have to stay within your five kilometer zone uh, so just to please bear that in mind. So it's not a case of that if you are somewhere out in, you know, in Drumcolaher or out the back of Abbey Field that you can suddenly drive to Newcastle West to get your blessed ashes. I'm afraid you cannot do that. You are breaching your five kilometre limit. You must do it within your own parish, within your, four, your own five kilometre limit. So just to say that to people, please, please, please respect the limits, what we are being asked to do at this difficult time. And I I'm sure after many people would have watched that uh, report on Tuesday night from Tala Hospital in Dublin, I don't think any of us are in any doubts of the trauma and the stress that our hospitals and our medical teams are under. So I think we all want to do our bit in that regard. So that's for Ash Wednesday. Uh, so just in terms of just finishing the Saints, John. Mm-hmm. So Thursday, now, Saints for Lent. So Ash Wednesday is obviously the start of the Lenten period up until, obviously, Spy uh, uh, Wednesday. Now, during the Lenten period, Saints kind of get a small bit downgraded. Unless you're a special guy like St. Patrick on the 17th of March or St. Joseph on the 19th of March, which are solemnities and are particular celebrations, then the marking of the memorials of saints is downgraded to what are called commemorations for the Lenten season. So while we will mention the saints, they're not going to get as much of a razzmatazz as they generally do. So the 18th of February is the first Thursday after Ash Wednesday, and it would normally be the feast day of John Pybush. John Pybush is a guy, he's one of the martyrs of Dewey, so he's blessed. He's one of the English saints martyred for the faith, and he died. He was hanged in Camberwell in England in 1601. Friday the 19th would have been the feast day of St. Boniface of Lausanne. He was a Cistercian monk uh, near Brussels in Belgium. He taught at universities and he died in 1260 in Brussels in Belgium. Saturday the 20th is the feast day of St. Francesco and St. Jacinta Marto, the little seers of Fatima, Brothers and sisters, of course, with uh, Lucia, who saw Our Lady uh, as, as, of course, as as during the apparitions in Fatima. They are the youngest. Jacinta is the youngest saint of the Catholic Church who was not martyred. And they were canonized, of course, by Pope Francis in, in Fatima in 2017. That's what I think, yeah. Mm. So, and then, so that's what we have, John, in terms of our saints and liturgical odds and ends for this week. Thanks, Shane. Now, there's a few little notices. Maybe we should bring them to people's attention again. I know you got a, you mentioned a few last week, but um, just one or two of them come to my own uh, attention. I've already mentioned uh, about the ashes for Newcastle in Newcastle West Church, Ash Wednesday, 12 o'clock, availability. Uh, the Redemptists in Mount St. Alphonsus uh, are, are having a mission online. Uh, for the Wednesdays in Lent, starting next Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, starting at 8pm. 
just go into novena.ie. That's how you can access that. And Wanda, I know we mentioned last week briefly, uh, there's a li- uh, Live by the Spirit. It's a six-week course exploring the fruits of the Holy Spirit in the saints and in us. So that's um, that's conducted by Sister Rose Merriam of the Dominican Sisters of St. Je- Saint Cecilia in Glenford Street in Limerick. That's every Saturday night, 13th of February to the 27th of March at 7.30pm. To contact the sisters there, to get a link for this particular Zoom meeting, it would be Limerick, that's Limerick at op hyphen tn.org Limerick at op hyphen tn.org Sister Rose Miriam and she will give you information on that and I know we do have a link up there on our blog from last week Shane have you got a few yourself? Yeah just to remind people we mentioned them again last week so Saturdays in Lent um, Glenn Stahl are having a series of Lenten talks following the gospel readings for each Sunday of Lent and drawing insights from the rule of St. Benedict they're on the Saturdays of Lent at 2pm starting next Saturday they will be recorded and they'll be posted on the Abbey website as well for people that want to watch them. As well as that, then, to remind people that over the six weeks of Lent uh, in Knock on Thursday nights at 8.30pm, there is going to be a series of talks chaired by our friend, Father Eamon Conway, uh, who obviously is priest of the Diocese of, of Tume and is a, 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 the theology professor at Mary Immaculate College. And they're called Living Christian Faith, Lent Conversations Online. So they're being facilitated by Knox. So that's on Thursdays of Lent at 8.30 p.m. And I suspect that they'll probably also be recorded as they'll also be recorded as well. So there'll be talks from people such as Bar- Baroness Nula O'Lone and Senator Ronan Mullen, just to give a few, as well as young teachers and members of the clergy. And they'll be streamed, as I said, every Thursday night. And then to finally then... Uh, as well as that, for Knock, they are also doing the vigils. Now, actually, that was last week, so we leave that for now. But we'll remind people again in March, just in relation to that one. Problem, Shane. Thanks a lot for that. Now, uh, these notices, uh, actually, Shane did post them up on, uh, on our uh, Come and See Inspirations uh, podcast platform last week. And uh, I'd say they'll be up again this week. So now it's time to pray our Spirit of Communion prayer. This is a cause because we can't receive Jesus sacramentally these days. Very important that we take our time just to pray for this and think about what we're saying. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already here. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Now we go for our first bit of music this morning. Uh, a nice little one, maybe, to to be thankful for everything that we've got these days. It's a, a little song sung by Daniel O'Donnell, and it's entitled Morning is Broken. Come back and join us in part two. We have two special guests, Martina and Pat Sheehan, and they're going to speak to us about a Lenten retreat um, that they are conducting shortly. So come back again and jo- join us in part two. Morning has broken like the first morning Blackbird has spoken Like the first bird Praise for the singing Praise for the morning 
praise for them springing fresh from the word. Sweet the rains new fall, sunlit from heaven, like the first you fall on the first grass. Praise for the sweetness of the wet garden, sprung completeness. Where his feet pass So welcome back again to the second part of Second Space 102 FM, coming from a Come and See studio here in Nada. Uh, my name is John Keeley, and still joining me on the other end of the Zoom uh, connection today is Shane Ambrose. And it's delightful for us to welcome back again a good friend of the programme, uh, Martina and Pat Sheehan. Uh, they're joining us from Cork, to Cork today. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, Pleasure to be here again. So just to remind people again, Pat, uh, Pat is uh, an accredited psychotherapist, is a retreat director, clinical supervisor, and a musician. Martina, she's an accredited psychotherapist. She's a spiritual director. She's a retreat facilitator and an author. They've got their, they've got their little group down there in Cork. They might want to share a little bit with us on that. Um, they have been working for some time in Cork, uh, facilitating re- retreats, but in more recent times have decided to branch out a little bit and, and uh, just um, engage in something very close to home to themselves and very close to their hearts. Again, they might want to share that with us. But before we start, um, Martina and... Or, 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 maybe Martina, you've got a, another 
series of reflections coming up for us. Thanks, Betty God, you're great to keep us going. You've got another series. Can you let us know? This one, I think, is entitled A Journey to Hope in Challenging Times. Can you share a little bit better for us, please? Um, so, yeah, there are a few things coming up. That's one of them. Uh, I suppose it's the primary one, really. And uh, we're starting off uh, on the first Sunday of Lent. And online, we're going to uh, gather together. Uh, as you know, John, we've been doing online reflections now for the last year. And so we're going to gather via Zoom every Sunday evening and journey right through the season of Lent with um the gospel, with meditation, with music, with poetry, with sharing and so on, and some practices, suggested practices for the week. And we're going to do that right through uh, every Sunday night during Lent. And then we'll also enter into the um, uh, journey of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy uh, Saturday and Easter Sunday morning. So it will be a full journey (laughs) right through until Easter Sunday. And we'd be delighted for people to join us. What sort of um, material would you be sharing with people there, just to give them some... some yeah. Well, you know, the word uh, Lent actually comes from the old English word Lenten, which means springtime. Uh, so it's a lovely thought that Lent actually means spring or springtime. And as we're all longing for, you know, the stirring of seeds underground now and nature coming alive, um, those stirrings are in us too. And um, there is something in all of us longing for growth, particularly at this time of of COVID restriction, something in us longing for growth and expansion. And uh, this doesn't just happen of its own accord. We need certain practices and we need support of each other. And we need certain, you know, like meditation and scripture and music and so on all help us. So I suppose really what we're looking at is journeying towards the light And that's what every plant uh, will be doing in this coming season is turning towards the light for growth. And so these practices that we'll be doing together in Lent is about turning towards the light. And um, I suppose particularly this year, you know, um, we'd all we'd all love to know the plot and how the story will end. And we'd love to know exactly when we will have freedom from uncertainty and economically secure world again and all of that. We'd love the crystal ball and we'd love to know the date and the time where we'll be all back in charge of our lives again. But of course, that's not really the spiritual journey. You know, we're not created to be little gods. And in fact, this time of not knowing and this time of uncertainty has huge potential in it if we can allow ourselves to go there, just as Jesus did during uh, his time in the desert. Um, so there's a real, I suppose, an opportunity to to make the most, if you could use that word, of this time of restriction, you know, and to see it maybe as a threshold. And even the word thresh means um, separation of grain from essence. So this is a real time to to separate what are the essentials and how can we let go the non-essentials? How can we discard what doesn't work for us anymore? And I think Lent, um, that's what we're going to be looking at really in, in everything that we're doing this Lent. You know, we're also doing a little event on Monday night. It's a free event for dealing with stress this Monday. That's Monday the 15th. 
and it's a free there's a still a few place, places left in that and that's for helping us to deal with anxiety so we're doing that we're doing the lenten program and i know many of your listeners are reading um the new book that I've just published, Trellis for the Soul. Mm. And that would be a very, very helpful companion during Lent. Lots of people are reading a chapter a week. Um, so there are some suggestions, and Pat might, might fill us in a little bit more here. Well, yeah, and I, I suppose um, as I um, continue in my practice of counselling uh, through uh, Zoom and telephone, I'm listening to many people speaking of needing new supports and rhythms and practices and we all know already that our planet has been calling us to a different rhythm of life and has so has the increase in mental health difficulties. But for many of us at this time, it is the curveball of the pandemic that has awakened a deeper search to find ways to reconnect with our soul, with one another and with all of creation. So I think as difficult as lockdown is for for all of us at so many levels. Most people said they did not want to go back to the old normal. People did not want to return to being breathless, so wired and tired at the end of their day that they could barely taste life. Mm -hmm. I have asked many people what was helping them to sustain some measure of inner stability. And it seems that the main contributors to well-being uh, are considered to be living in the present moment, making choices according to our deepest values, practicing an attitude of gratitude, compassion, and living in the present moment. Yeah, and these will all be, uh, you were asking what will be happening, John, and these will be practices that will be deepening on the, the Linton program and helping helping each other to live those practices more fully during Lent, because I think there's a real opportunity uh, to see Lent as a sort of a, a springtime and not maybe to let go some of those associations about Lent being being hard and difficult and that we must do penance and so on. Um, if we could look at it as a springtime and to prune back what doesn't help us grow and to turn towards the light. So that's what we will be. I think it's going to be a beautiful journey that we'll be doing together. We already have loads of people booked in and there are some places left. So there's the, the session on Monday night, which is a free one for helping us deal with stress. Then there's the full six-week, well, it's actually more than six weeks because there's a full Easter weekend program uh, as well. And and also you might like to just dip in and out of Trellis for the Soul because of that book, which is available from Veritas. All of those will help us to really make this Lent special, to make it a springtime. I'm very excited about it because I think it's an opportunity. I think um, people are tired and we need to go in and find that spring that's waiting to, to well up inside us, you know, and that's the indwelling spirit, uh, the, the indwelling spirit. But we need practices and that's what the program will be doing. And I think it's also the miracle of modern technology that's allowing us to gather together as a little community uh, despite the fact that we have to socially distance, but we can be get together uh, virtually uh, in this new mm -hmm. way, and I think that's a wonderful, you know, th opportunity that we have. Mm -hmm. And journeying so, towards certainly those of us who have experienced listening to your facilitations over the last twelve months or so, 
uh, I'm really looking forward to this next one, to this um, to this uh, journey um, in this particular time of, of stress and so yeah. on and so forth. If people want to join, how could they apply or ask or find out? Yeah, I suppose the best thing would be if they went to, if they go on our website, which is www.rua. That's R U A H rest r e s t that's all one word ruarest.com w uh, ruarest.com and they'll get the details there and um yeah i think it's got it's going to be lovely we're preparing it already and there are quite a few uh, booked in and it doesn't look like we'll be able to gather physically for any um rituals or retreats this year, um, so it's great. We can, as Patrick said, that we can do it uh, online, and it, it will be full of creativity, which is which is of the spirit. And just before we finish, just on this particular section, um, there's one more little resource that you offer on a weekly basis. It's entitled the Sabbath Space Reflection. Oh yeah, if people want to get that. that. That's right. We've been out. That, actually, that's on the website as well, Is John. It? It's a little reflection we send out every Sunday for the last three or four years. And, yeah, people can sign up for that on the website. So okay. I guess going onto the website is the best of all. And uh, people will find what, what choose what they want from there. And, and let's hope we'll be connected over Lent. And, oh, and we're very excited about having it over Easter weekend as well. So if we'll be uh, doing... Uh, we'll be live on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday morning as well. So we'll be going the full journey together. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. Now, just for the last say four or five minutes we got left, um, Lent coming up as you, as we all know. Um, Wednesday it starts off. Have you got any few thoughts you want to just um, share with us as we start this journey of Lent, please? Yeah. So I suppose you know the journey will start around Jesus entering into the desert. And, you know, the desert is, a, there's also a desert in our hearts. And let's see that this year as something full of hope. And uh, as the title of it says, uh, a journey into hope. And even setting that intention, if, if we did nothing else <laughs> but to set that intention to journey into the place where hope can spring alive this year. Martina, Pat, have you got anything you'd like to add to that? Well, I suppose, you know, in part of all of this as well, we've been looking at the story of Jesus and his, his journey towards Jerusalem and his resurrection. And in that as well, we've been looking at our own stories, our own personal life experiences, where times when we felt that, you know, maybe we were facing some type of uh, crucifixion or something, that somehow behind all of that, there was hope as well. And there was at the other side of a resurrection as well. And transformation. And transformation, yeah. And transformation, I suppose, is a word we use a lot. And you mentioned at the beginning there, John, we used to do all of this in our little community, in our own home, until the pandemic uh, arrived. And then everything had to be transported online. And so everything we do is online now. But it is all about transformation. And it's not about experts and, you know, okay, you mentioned some credentials there at the beginning about psychotherapy and so on. But in, re- in reality, in reality, we're all sharing the human journey. Together. Uh, together, exactly. We're sharing the human journey. And there are no experts, really. We all know what vulnerability is. We all know what a longing for peace and hope is. And w- our journey on earth is to support each other in that. And that's what, that's what we're doing. And we're learning. Um, 
from those who join us in the community as well. Thank you for that. Shane, as you're there, any few thoughts you'd like to add to that? Uh, I suppose it's 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 a strange Lent that we're we're facing into very much this year. Yeah. And um, you know, if you think about it, it's twelve months. It's this time twelve months um, that it all kicked off when we got those uh, news briefings out of Wuhan and and China and all the and then the, the declaration by the WHO. And we didn't have uh, you know Easter last year. So it, for me, I, in one sense, it's almost been a continuous Lent since um since this time last year and that's wearing you know that that's tiring for people that's that's and it's it's i suppose so for me i think this lent and it's kind of links in as well to what what um martina was saying i suppose that it's not so much going to be the focus on the desert um i for you know that time of aridity that place of aridity that dryness that can be there I think for me, Lent this year is very much, particularly where we are in Ireland, because it's associated so much with spring, mm-hmm. is going to be looking for the shoots of life, yeah. whatever they, they may be. Yes. Um, so it just it just depends. So, you know, and it's, it's a time maybe usually for Lent, we give things up. Mm-hmm. That's been the tradition. Mm-hmm. So maybe for Lent this year, rather than giving things up because we are kind of, you know, in a deprivation state already, maybe we take something up, something new. Um, so for me personally, what I'm actually going to try, and I don't know if I'm going to get away with doing it, but so just to give an example, my own personal hope this year is, we've mentioned it on the radio a number of times, that they're the most famous or the most downloaded uh, podcast globally at the moment is one called um, The Bible in a Year with Father Mike, Mike Schmitz. It's an American podcast. And there's basically you're reading the bible in 365 days so my hope my my what i'm hoping to do for lent is i'm hoping to start that now you can you know he starts obviously in the first of january but um i'm hoping that that's what i'll be able to do slowly but surely throughout, throughout the lenten period so it's just an example of ways to try yeah. and say to people yeah. make space make encounter with the divine because that's what it's about yeah. and i think martina you'd agree very much that we need to uh, carve out that those zones of space. Yeah, because no, uh, yeah, exactly. It doesn't happen automatically. You know, mm. we do have to uh, make a decision. Make a decision, yeah, and mm. and create an intention around it. And I really agree that this Lynch, the emphasis isn't about giving up. The mm. in, the, you know, p- my goodness, people have given up a lot. I think that the emphasis needs to be collectively listening in for stirrings of new life. Mm. And uh, scripture helps us to do that. Poetry helps us to do that. Mm. Beautiful music helps us to do that. And it's it's really going to be that. It's, we need to fill up the cup rather than look at um, emphasis on deprivation or, or anything like that. It's about filling up the cup with new life and uh, doing that in a reflective space together. And looking, looking at the tradition, I suppose, of Lent, Martina, it would be fair to say... When we look to the scripture, what we have tended to focus on has Jesus was hungry for 40 days in the desert. Yeah, yeah. And we have looked at that side of the deprivation. Yeah. The other side of it is Jesus went into the desert to find and, and commune with his father. And it's that whole idea of relationship and encounter that maybe yeah. we need to focus on this year. Yeah. And, and in fact, um, you know, the piece, of, the piece of music I think that you're going to be playing today is um, Only in God is My Soul at Rest. 
And and I suppose when Jesus would, like, I love the peace on the desert. And I think it's because, like, all the other quick fixes were offered to Jesus, you know, for happiness. You know, uh, we, we, he was offered uh, power. He was offered wealth. He was offered height. He was offered all the kind of instant gratification. Um, so it wasn't about, it was about him recognizing that none of these fill the real hunger, the hunger for intimacy with the divine, where... <laughs> where we're truly alive. And so uh, the desert is not a gloomy journey at all. And what Jesus went to the desert was, of course, was to prepare himself for ministry, for the deepest encounter with God, so that his security would come from within. And that's what we're going to be looking at very much during the Linton programs that we're doing is, how can we go inwards to find security, joy, stillness, hope, um, with the indwelling God, rather than craving for the outside um, things that, of course, never sustain us anyway. Tina, thank you very much indeed, and Pat again for joining us and sharing that with us. And just just You're before welcome. you just before you leave us, just remind us again of that website address, please. Uh, www.ruralrest.com. Now, there's a piece of music um, you guys have decided it would be good, and Martina half alluded to there, but the name of the piece of music, Pat? It's, uh, it's Only in God is My Soul at Rest. And this is based on one of the Psalms. And I suppose really what it's about is turning towards that which gives us life. Turning towards that which gives us life. And if you think of, we'd say, the sunflowers in Florence, you know, when, when the sun comes up in the morning, the sunflowers follow the sun around because... That's what gives them their energy. That's what gives them their life. So, in essence, we're all the same. You know, we need something to turn toward that give us life. And we'll be talking a bit more about that uh, during the um, the Linton retreat as well. So, here is a song um, that I recorded a few years back, and I suppose really just for your listeners, just maybe just to allow the music and the words of the song to to um, be a healing band for themselves at this time. So while Pat is singing, so while Pat is singing it, maybe to almost see it as a little meditation. Martin and Pat, thank you so much indeed for taking time out and sharing that with us today. Only in God is my soul rest in him comes my salvation he only is my rock my strength and my salvation my stronghold, my Shall not 
pursues me. So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space 102 FM. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose. And I hope people got something from that second, uh, the second part of the program there where um, Martin and Pat share their thoughts on Lent and, and their upcoming um, uh, retreat. And Shane also for his his observations in that area too. But there we'll, we'll reflect, read and reflect on the Word of God, uh, the Sunday Gospel before that. Shane will pray this prayer. We always pray before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thanks, Shane. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So the Gospel for today, which is the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, it's taken from the Gospel of Mark, of course. We are in the Gospel of the year of Mark this year. Uh, this one is from chapter 1, verse 40. A leper came to Jesus and pleaded on his knees, If you want to, he said, you can cure me. Feeling sorry for him, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Of course I want to, he said. Be cured. And the leprosy left him at once and he was cured. Jesus immediately sent him away and sternly ordered him, Mind you say nothing to to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest. And make the offering for your healing prescribed by Moses as evidence of your recovery. The man went away then started talking about it freely and telling the story everywhere, so that Jesus could no longer go openly into any town, but had to stay outside in places where nobody lived. Even so, people from all around would come to him. That's the Gospel for today. 
Um, Shane, a few thoughts maybe you might want to share with us on that gospel for today, please? Yeah, um, I suppose a couple of things, John, that struck me about this Sunday's gospel. One of the things about the gospel of Mark, um, by tradition, it's very much seen as the gospel which stresses the humanity of Christ. Um, and it was something actually which Father Frank reminded us that on our Lexio Novena Divina notes this week about that actually that that part, that particular tradition that's associated with the gospel and very much here we see um jesus with this this kind of you know you know go of course i want to cure you and or heal you and then don't tell anyone go and so, show yourselves to priests now i just need to, just that point about don't 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 tell anyone that's an important theme throughout the gospel of mark it's dealing what's called the messianic secret and it's just something uh, which Mark picks up on again and again, and we'll come back to that another Sunday. But just in terms of the main, main, I suppose, thing, the main theme of this Sunday's Gospel is the whole encounter with this leper. Now, actually, as John was reading it, I noticed in the, in the, in the translation of the Gospel that I have in front of me this Sunday, it refers to it as a virulent skin disease. It doesn't actually call it leprosy, which is an interesting way of approaching it in the, in the translation I have, because, of course, leprosy is very much um, seen as as being something in ancient times which was uh, setting people aside contagious regards being a very contagious disease people that had it were very much ostracized by society and that's a terminology which still comes down to us in the present day describing someone as being a leper from society and it's something i suppose that we have to be careful of because leprosy still does exist it's called hansen's disease and there are still outbreaks of it around the world including in the united states of america and there are still hospitals and and clinics and places around the world which would be regarded today as leper colonies so it's something for us to be very careful about when we're talking about the terminology but the point i think that comes across from this sunday's gospel and so what we need to reflect on this week is the idea of those that are outside and cast ostracized and cut off from from the community so the word boycott is an irish term that we've added to the english language and it's the same principle of them where are those or who are those in our communities that we cut off and i don't talk about it very much in the sense of looking at it from the we looking at it from the i who is it that i cut out from my life who is it that i treat as a leper um, that's kind of one of the questions that has to be that has to be asked this we get this weekend in terms of those that we put to the margins and it's a very serious question for us because we are living through a phase at the moment where we're doing a lot of review and as a society asking a lot of questions about the way things were done going back over the last number of decades and of course in particular things like the mother and baby homes the magdalene laundries and so on and so forth but one of the questions we also have to ask ourselves is it's all well and good to hold those things of the past to account but we also have to ask, what are we doing at this moment in time? Who are those that are being marginalized and cut off in the, our modern society? And they're the questions we need to ask ourselves today. The other thing to think about, we're looking at this Sunday's gospel, is also the, what, the way that it's phrased. The leper, the leper turns around to Jesus and says, you can cure me if you want to. So again, we have very much here this whole idea of someone submitting themselves to the will of God. A very old-fashioned term, I suppose, that, putting it that way, submitting ourselves to the will of God. But I suppose what it does is it's asking ourselves, are we open to whatever prompting of the Spirit 
and whatever way that God is calling us to live in our lives. Previously, it might have been very much seen as a way to control people, to, sub, to get them to submit to different things. But another way of looking at it is asking ourselves the question, when we submit ourselves to the will of God, what does that mean? If Pope Francis talks about it often, it's about discerning what way the Spirit is calling us to live and respond in the life that we have at this moment in time. What are the divine moments that we're called to encounter? What are the opportunities that God puts before us as we were journey through the life that we have at this moment in time. And the example of the person that had the skin affliction that's given to us in this Sunday's Gospel is an example to us to follow, to see and to respond, you know, that, you know, that we can encounter the divine love of God as we go through our lives. John? Shane, thank you very much, Nate, for that. Very good. Um, you'd mentioned there right at the start there about Father Frank's notes to us on lecture. And I'd just like to quote uh, just some of the thoughts of Father Frank um, sent us this week. We're so fortunate, Father Frank, to, to, to share these thoughts with us. But Father Frank asks us, what kind of God does Jesus reveal to us by touching the leper? A God who wants to make contact with us in all our brokenness? There's no human that God doesn't want to touch. A God who is not like those who kept a distance from the leper. A God who is telling us that no matter what sin we've committed, we can approach him with confidence. A God who is always ready to approach us, no matter how we might see ourselves, because of something shameful we've done. Jesus deciding to touch the man, as well as utter the words, be cured, reveals a God who wished to reach out tangibly to us. And finally, but do we want God to touch our lives. Okay, so now that about brings us to the end of the programme. Uh, thanks again for joining us this morning. Um, a programme that we hope will brought some hope and, uh, and some thoughts to people as we continue our journey through these times, um, strange times, but times when we can, just like uh, we read there in the Gospel, Jesus is there to, to touch us and to help us and to heal us. With that in mind, we're going with a final piece of music. It's by John Michael Talbot, and this is entitled Healer of My Soul. So next week, for myself and Shane, um, thank you again for joining us. Next week, we have a special guest down with us, Colm Hogan uh, from Troker, who joins us again to share with us uh, what Troker are up to these days, especially during this season of Lent. So next week, for myself and Shane, thanks for joining us. God bless you all now. Bye.
Snare of sin. 